You are entering the MSP Zone, a podcast for the managed services community, covering news, analysis, and interviews from around the globe. Elevate your MSP game by staying in the MSP Zone. And now, your host, Charles Weaver. don't know what to do next and what do you do if it's your own network what do you do if it's your customers network that you're managing and you're responsible for what if it's your customers network but it's not your fault what if it's your customers network and it is your fault there's a lot of potential scenarios here that we're going to get into today and uh, lucky for us we have noted Managed services, legal expert, um, I call him legal expert, uh, Rob Scott from the firm of Scott & Scott LLP, here to walk us through some analysis and give us some guidance about what to do in those potential uh, scenarios. Um, so welcome back to the MSP Zone, Rob. Thank you, Charlie. Always a pleasure to be with you. All right, so we're going we're gonna to go back uh our law school days, and I'm going to present you some fact patterns and um, understand, you know, this is not legal advice. So everyone out there, if you have uh, one of these situations, probably should go uh, go seek legal counsel yourself. But I, I'd like to present a couple of scenarios that are probably not that unusual. Um, and we're, we're going to get your guidance, Rob, on, on a number of different things that could happen uh, a number of different ways that the MSPs might respond to these fact patterns, these situations, um, and, and just and take it from there. So scenario number one, um, and I, th- I, I personally feel that this is numerically uh, and statistically more likely going to happen this way than the other, and that is the MSP becomes aware of a breach in their customer's network or an attack on their customer's network. And we're going to, I understand you're going to talk about those two situations first. First of all, what is, what is the distinction between attacks and breaches if there is one? Is, is that a fair question? Yeah. So look, everybody's being attacked, uh, you know, constantly. Anybody who's got a network that's exposed to the internet um, and has got firewalls up and running, you know, they're under attack. Um, and so, you know, an attack in and of itself is, is neither a security incident or a privacy incident. Um, uh, a compromise in the security uh, and, and the potential for regulated data to be exposed is a security incident. And a privacy incident is a security incident or some other disclosure of regulated data, say, for example, thrown in a dumpster or, you know, a laptop left on an airplane, um, uh, where regulated, personally identifiable healthcare financial data is compromised. And when, when you talk in terms of statistical probability, I mean, it's a very low probability that 
MSP with a substantial number of clients that, you know, none of their clients will ever experience a security or privacy incident. The, the truth of the matter is a high percentage will encounter security incidents and a less significant, but still a, a scary percentage will have privacy incidents, many of which will go undetected and unreported. But just to be clear, Rob, we are not, you are not saying assigning uh, culpability or blame to the MSP. These could legitimately be things that the MSP is not in charge of. Like they're not in charge of updating and patching firewalls, but they are tasked with, let's say, monitoring and management, or let's say just monitoring, and, and they become aware of it, but they weren't responsible for it. Is that, do you subscribe to that opinion? Look, I, the way I look at it is the MSP has two principal responsibilities in connection with managing their customer's network. Number one is to not be negligent, you know, to do the work that they've been hired to do and to do it professionally in a workmanlike manner, uh, you know, with, with due care, et cetera. And if they fail to do that, they can be held legally responsible for a secure, a privacy incident that results in harm to the customer. Uh, but the MSP is not going to be held legally accountable for a privacy incident that is not the result of its negligence. The MSP is not the insurer of its clients' networks. And in many instances, it's the customer's own negligence in terms of how they handle passwords or you know, the employee negligence of the customer more often than not, is what results in a privacy incident. So yep. if you think about all of the privacy incidents that occur, you know, only a very small percentage of them are going to be due to the negligence of the service provider. Not that it doesn't happen. It does. But in many instances, it's, it's stuff happens either because of negligence of the customer or criminal acts of third parties. And although... The customers may all think that the MSP is responsible for everything. And if, <clears throat> if there's an attack that, that is successful, it's the MSP's fault. But legally, uh, that's not the case. And in the contracts that we write for MSPs, we make it abundantly clear uh, that criminal acts of third parties, the negligence of the company, uh, do not trigger a legal obligation on the part of the MSP. So... Uh, so that so that's and that's good for MSPs to hear. And there's quite a lot of customers who listen to uh, this podcast and come to MSPalliance.com and read uh, our our materials. Um, I think that that's eye opening and refreshing. All right, the the news might lead someone to believe that MSPs were the most dangerous entity on the planet, when in fact um, we we know that they're they're actually the first barrier, uh, first line of defense for these customers uh, against all the, the cyber entities out there trying to penetrate. C can we talk about breach laws, right? Every, every state in the United States now has a data breach uh, notification law on the books. Uh, I believe Canada does. Uh, I know all the EU uh, member states through GDPR do. Um, it's becoming very, very uh, in vogue to have this. So and it covers most of the planet now, I think. 
what is your general guidance in that fact pattern that the MSP comes across knowledge that the customer of theirs has been breached or there's a security or a privacy incident? There's a number of things that I can think of, but what would you, in, in kind of sequential order, what would you advise an MSP to do? Well, look, the first thing that you got to evaluate is collect the relevant evidence as to the cause of the incident. Um, uh, try to determine who, if possible, is behind it. Try to figure out what, if any, data has gone missing or has been accessed. So there's the forensic investigation, which I think for most MSPs, they would find that intuitive, right? There's, you know, they discovered an incident, they investigate it from a technical perspective. And there's no, think, there's no rule that says that the MSP can't do it themselves, correct? Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. And, and the other thing to think about is who owes the legal responsibility of notice? Because that is sometimes unclear. And in the fact pattern you provided, the MSP has a notice obligation that will likely arise under its contract and related data processing terms to give the customer notice of the incident, if not simultaneously with obtaining knowledge, immediately thereafter. And so, so but, but importantly, the MSP does not, in most instances, and certainly in the fact pattern that you described, owe a notice obligation to the customers of their customer whose personal information for personal information or other regulated data may have been compromised. That is, if at all, the obligation of the MSP's customer. Okay, so let's, let's uh, take a pause and, and go through this. So I'm the MSP. You're my client. I, through my monitoring management of your network, I identify a breach in your, in, in your infrastructure, in your, in your system somewhere. Contractually, let's say I have a, a duty, and, it, that, and that's fairly common, correct? A, a contractual breach yeah. or, or privacy yeah. incident disclosure to the client. Yeah, I would say, and certainly in, 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 in any uh, sophisticated managed services contracts, it's going to require a notice obligation contractually. You know, our documents certainly require it. And more importantly, to the extent that there's any uh, regulatory agreement, you know, data processing terms, GDPR, GLBA, HIPAA, um, California laws, I mean, all of them are going to put an obligation on the MSP to provide that notice to the customer, not breach notification notices of, in the state law sense, but notice to their customer that there's been an incident. So the, the MSP says, Mr. Customer, you've had a breach, you've had a, a security or a privacy incident. This is what we believe happened. This is what we know happened. Uh, here you go. And, and, and then assist them presumably in working through that, maybe offering forensic services, maybe offering some guidance to the customer on how to approach um, 
their own breach notification disclosure, although, you know, assuming they're not practicing law, they're just giving them some assistance to help the customer do it. But it's the customer's responsibility is what I'm hearing. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. And it's important, I think, for MSPs to make it clear that their services don't include all the work that has to be done, for example, to remediate an incident. <laughs> so and, you're and saying don't don't do the whole don't do a whole bunch of consulting work under your managed services agreement when it's 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 a breach not due to the fault of the MSP. And it's above scope. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. You know, breach, you know, breach incident remediation and you know that kind of work, ransomware recovery, and, and our agreements are all excluded services from the managed services contract, and are all you know additional services billed at regular rates. So, if you're a practicing MSP out there and your contracts are silent. Or, or speak in opposition to what Rob just said, and and you're actually including breach, uh, forensics, uh, consulting, uh, post breach as part of your managed services. You may want to rethink that and give Rob uh, a call and have him uh, redo that because that I think that you could really go into um, serious overtime uh, and, and not in your favor if you, if you got sucked into a, a a project where you're cleaning up a breach that you didn't cause. And, and it starts with a lack of clarity with the customer is whose responsibility is it? You know, a lot of times MSPs wind up doing the overtime work for no compensation because the agreements don't make it abundantly clear that these services are excluded and it's the responsibility of the customer. The other thing I think is important is to, you know, to the extent that the customer has insurance for cyber that the care that the MSP may want to encourage the customer to get their cyber carrier in, involved because in many instances those carriers will bring to the table a lot of the forensic investigatory work that's necessary and so instead of assuming that the MSP needs to jump in and do a ton of work if the customer has cyber liability, which the MSP should be encouraging them to get, then the MSP says, here's what we know. Here's your report. Um, you may consider uh, calling your carrier. If you need legal counsel, you may want to uh, engage an attorney that is expertise in privacy laws. And if you need help with anything, you know, you know, schedule a call and talk to them about what they need. But at the same time, I, I, I think the tendency is for MSPs to not want to give notice, you know, and it's, this is across the board, right? I mean, this is the reason so many incidents go unreported. Well, and okay, so let, let's assume that we're now at the point where, you know, professional grade managed service providers now operating within the guidance and following the law of whatever the 50 states and Canada and GDPR, you know, covered uh, member states. That that there are that they're following the rules and they are being more forthcoming about this type of thing. I, I think honestly there has been a lack of guidance from the the um, not legal community but from the from the legislative community. Right? They they themselves have not really understood this unique role of MSP customer. But I I want to touch on the second scenario here and. 
let's let's turn our attention now to the MSP and the MSP, um, maybe due to their own negligence, maybe not, maybe it's not clear, but it's the MSP organization suffers a security or privacy incident. Now that that changes things substantially, uh, I'm thinking because now their customers are the ones that would need to be notified formally. And then there, there, I, I, there's got to be potential work that could be done. Like, does the MSP now have to go clean up their mess that they've cleaned up? Who do they notify first? You know, insurance might be involved. Lawyers might be involved. Walk us through kind of a, a, a best case scenario for how they should respond. So the MSP discovers that there's a breach of its customer information. And it's now determined, you know, it's trying to figure out what happened. And let's determine that um, somebody got into their network and was able to access all of their emails and their billing system. Yeah. Like, like the MSP's ticketing system maybe was compromised. So all the, all the customer data is potentially out there. Right. So the first thing you have to figure out is what is the data that's been compromised and from what jurisdictions? So, you know, every state's law is different. So, you know, the initial thing is triaging the data set that's been compromised. The other thing you got to think about is what is the probability of harm? Uh, is there a high probability of identity theft? Or is this one of these things where a laptop went missing and sunk to the bottom of the ocean? You know, low probability of identity theft in that situation. So we've got to be thinking about, you know, what is the data at issue from the perspective of what notice obligations there may be? Um, and in addition to that, you need to be looking at the laws that are applicable to that data set. And in many instances, those laws are going to talk in terms of what is the probability of harm? You know, a lot of these state breach notification laws talk in terms of the risk of identity theft. And so, and you're thinking about triaging an incident on your network involving your customer data. It's about forensics, but it's also about understanding the data that's been compromised, what jurisdictions are involved, and what is the probability of harm in terms of, you know, abuse of the data. It's one thing for data to go missing. It's another thing for da data that's gone missing to be used by criminals to commit fraud or other crimes. Yeah. So, so Rob, I, I mean, I, 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 Here's a here's a question that I think a lot of MSPs might be asking themselves, which is, all right, they they own a car, most of them, they they have car insurance. They get into an accident in their car. One of the first things they do after the, you know, if there's a police report, uh, some states differ on that, but if there's a police report and you know everyone's okay, one of the first things is call the insurance company and and get them involved. Something tells me that's you're going to have some different advice. Uh, what, what can you I, I talk to you about look, that? Look, I, I think the insurance company gets involved when there is a high probability of a claim that would trigger the insurance. You don't just call the insurance company, you know, every time there's an issue. But 
when it comes to the point that you're going to have a high probability that there's going to be a claim that's going to impact that insurance, that's when it becomes time to involve them. Or if they've got a benefit under that policy that the, that the, that the MSP wants to avail itself of. So, for example, if there's a data breach and there's a notice obligation and the MSP has managed service providers uh, and cloud insurance offered by the MSP Alliance, that coverage includes the cost of giving that notice. So you're not going to go give that notice and then go to the carrier. You're going to go to the carrier. They're going to coordinate the notice. They're going to choose the vendor. They're going to be involved in managing that process. And so you, you don't run out and give notice to a carrier unless you're trying to avail yourself of one of the coverages. What, would your guidance be, Rob, that you contact your legal team first after a suspected breach of that kind where you're the MSP and you think it might have been inside your network involving your customers potentially. Again, negligence is not known yet. Um, Would you say that that should be one of the first steps? Because it seems to me, and and I think I recall you saying this one time in the the past, that privilege, right? That that attorney-client privilege could... Uh, attach itself to the work product of the attorney coming in and helping with that kind of post-breach review. Uh, Thoughts on that? Yeah, so I I think the first thing they need to do is not necessarily call their attorney, but make sure that the threat has been mitigated from a technical perspective. I think... It's shut down, meaning? Yeah, close the hole. You know, if, if whatever it is that caused the compromise remediate the compromise first, uh, preserve evidence, then call your lawyer. And on the issue of privilege, there's two types of privilege that come into play in these scenarios. The first is the attorney client privilege. The attorney client privilege protects communications between the attorney and the client had for purposes of seeking or obtaining legal advice. If you call me, Charlie, to talk about golf, that's not privileged. If you call me to discuss a a current or potential legal matter, that's privileged. The other concept that you talked about is the work product privilege. That's, you know, when a lawyer, for example, goes out and does an assessment of an incident and gives a report to the client about what happened uh, and, you know, an analysis of the incident. Uh, and that work is being done in contemplation of a potential claim or litigation, that attorney's work as shared with the client is also protected under the work product privilege. So it can be very important, particularly because you don't always know all the facts and the liability facts early in the investigation that attorneys supervised investigations related to privacy and security can become very valuable. Oh, sure. I, I would imagine that would be a, a, a treasure trove for the insurance uh, people, for regulators, um, you know, in, in, uh, you know, customer, you know, compliance people who might, you know, be thrilled to get it, uh, you know, get copies of that information. So I, what, what I'm sensing is first, 
deal with the, the, the immediate situation, cauterize and, and shut down the, the, the breach of the hole, and then start to look at what you think may have happened, but don't necessarily jump the gun. Don't call the insurance. Don't call your lawyers yet until you, you think you have a pretty good understanding of what happened. And then yes. you make your calls. Yes. Okay. And it, 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 it seems to me that this is just going to be a more and more of an issue, not because, again, the, the MSPs are in some way unsafe, but because there's just, there's A, you know, an order of magnitude, many more customers than MSPs out there, first of all. And, and second of all, those customers, a lot of them are not practicing good cyber hygiene. And so they are uh, a, a, a breach incident or a, a privacy incident waiting to happen. Th- this seems like it's going to be a, a quite a burgeoning area of um, of activity for the next foreseeable future. Absolutely, and that's why in our contracts, Charles, we have a, a section that says if the client fails to implement a secure a recommended security measure, that the client acknowledges that the MSP will not be responsible for anything that happens as a result of their failure to implement the recommended security enhancements. Well, there, I think you just touched on our next podcast topic because uh, we, we've run out of time, but I would love to have you come back if you're willing and have you talk to us about uh, those protections because there are so many, and I know you're aware of a lot of them. There have been so many stories in the MSP channel uh, going back 15, 20 years now about customers refusing to do things that the MSP suggests, and then you know something bad happens. The Katrina storm, you know, and, and a couple of other, you know, uh, Sandy were were good examples of that. Um, love to have you come back and, and talk about kind of those scenarios and how to how to mitigate the, the MSP risk to those. That sounds great, Charlie. I'd love to be back. It's always a joy to be on the show with you. Okay, folks. So I, I hope this was helpful. So just to summarize, if you are in a, in a breach or a privacy incident situation, first acknowledge what it is. Is it your MSP practice that suffered or is it your customers who is at fault? Um, and then start to gather the information and just be aware that you have both insurance, hopefully, and legal services and resources available to you. Certainly, if you're in the MSP Alliance, you have resources like Rob's firm that you can turn to and definitely encourage you to reach out to him and have your contracts reviewed. I can't stress that enough that, you know, talked to an MSP the other day and said he hadn't, hadn't reviewed his contracts and 10, 15 years and said, hey, it's, it's really time for us to, to refresh them and bring them into the, the modern age. So um, ho- hopefully they get to, to, to talk to you, Rob, and get those things straightened out. I appreciate it, Charlie. We'll take good care of them. Thank you so much. Until next time, this is Charles Weaver with the MSP Zone. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a like. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you will get notified when future episodes are released. We will see you next time in the MSP Zone.